G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Our series is entitled, The Son of God, Understanding the Gospel of John, Part 1, part of the larger Understanding the Bible series. Welcome as we explore John Chapter 8. The theme of Chapter 8 is Jesus, the Light of the World. And in this verse-by-verse commentary, we're learning more about Christ through the lens of somebody who had a very unique and close connection with the Savior, part of the 12 disciples, indeed part of the inner circle of disciples, the foster son of the Virgin Mary, and, of course, part of the Jerusalem church and the leadership thereof, having been baptized in the Holy Spirit and led and guided by the Holy Spirit, both in Jerusalem, in Ephesus, and even in Patmos, where as an older man he was exiled and received that marvelous revelation that is called the book of revelation so john is our guide here humanly speaking on who jesus christ is he is the messiah he is the son of god and john sets out in this gospel to prove jesus's messiahship with seven signs seven i am statements five witnesses and numerous titles and descriptions of christ this particular lesson is called Your Father, the Devil. Now, I wouldn't actually give a lesson this title, except for the fact that these are the very words of Jesus. And he's speaking them to a group of people who are refusing to repent, refusing to accept the word of God, refusing to receive the words of life, the the gospel, as it were. And so he's just telling the truth. It's confrontational. Yes, it's probably in the face, but after all, isn't that what truth does? Truth is very much like light. When it shines, it curses the darkness. Indeed, it causes darkness to flee. The darkness will do what it can to fight it, but ultimately light will outshine darkness. So yes, in a sense, it's like a war. And make no mistake about it, friends, we are in a war. I'm not just talking about a war with guns and tanks and planes. I'm talking about a war that is spiritual. And the spiritual war is far more serious than any military action because it's more widespread, it's more powerful, and its impact can last through eternity. Whereas a normal armed conflict, it can change things. It can even change the world, but not in the same way that a spiritual fight can. And so we do have a war going on. And the devil is the prince, small p, and God, small g, of this world order. But Jesus came behind enemy lines to die for our sins and to make us as children of God. 
And children of God do what God would do. And children of the devil do what the devil would do. It's not a matter of physical descent. It's a matter of spiritual impartation and heritage. So this lesson is called Your Father the Devil, based on John eight forty-two to 50. And Jesus says in verse 44 to these impenitent, murderous people, You are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Well, those are strong words, and these are words of truth, and because they're from Jesus, they're not just true, but these are words of life. Yes, the truth will set you free, but like an antiseptic, it may sting at first. But then we need the sting because it's destroying the bacteria that can cause infection, sickness, and even worse. Jesus is telling these people their father is the devil for the simple reason that the devil's lusts are what they are doing. They don't embrace truth. They don't embrace life. They don't embrace the source of truth and life, which is Jesus. They basically are embracing the values of the devil. Now, of course, they're not aware of it, totally oblivious to it. In fact, if anything, they think they belong to God, and they think they belong to Abraham. We're going to see that is not the case. Let's read now the entire portion from John 8, verses 42 to 50. The lesson is called, Your Father, the Devil, based on John 8, verses 42 to 50. Let's listen to the word of God. Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, you would love me, for I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech, even because ye cannot hear my word? Ye are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, ye believe me not. Which of you convinceth me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's word. Ye therefore hear them not, because ye are not of God. Then answered the Jews, and said unto him, Say we not well that thou art a Samaritan and hast a devil? Jesus answered, I have not a devil, but I honor my father, and ye do dishonor me. And I seek not mine own glory. There is one that seeketh and judgeth. A reading is from John chapter 8, verses 42 to 50, and our lesson is called Your Father the Devil. Well, let's get right into it, because after all, we learned in the previous lesson, when you have truth, no matter how uncomfortable or inconvenient it may be, it will set you free. Yes, it may tingle or sting, but it will set you free. Yes, it may humble and convict, but it will set you free. Yes, it might cause you to have to turn around completely and go in a new direction, but it will set you free. That's the bottom line. So let's begin now the background. Jesus is in dialogue with a group of Jews 
at the temple precinct. While they believed in him, they were unprepared to follow him as required. Furthermore, they had murderous intentions, though they seemed to be totally unaware of this. So Christ continues, If God were truly your Father, you would love me. Why? Because I came from God. I did not come strictly on my own initiative. So, after all, if God is really our Father, our source of all things, the one we follow, the one we obey, then we would love all the things that come from God, and we'd love all the people that come from God. But in this case, these people are claiming to be children of God, yet rejecting the very messengers that God has sent, rejecting to the point of being willing to even kill them. That is not what God would do. That is what the devil would do. So then we have what is called the telling question and answer. John eight forty three. Why don't you understand my speech? This is pretty serious, especially when Jesus has come from heaven to this planet to give us words of life. When he's come to give us the solution and we're not receiving the solution, then we're no better off than even before he came. In fact, we will be worse off if we don't receive the solution, which are the words of life from the mouth of the Savior, namely the gospel. To miss his words is to miss life itself. Jesus then goes on to give the answer to his own question. You cannot hear what I say. It is not because of closed ears that are the problem. It's because of a closed heart. And then he makes that statement of John eight forty four, Your father, the devil. These particular Jews failed to commit themselves to Jesus, which means they are still left in their sins. They are still unredeemed. There is no sacrifice for sin that can atone for them while they're in such a state. Because even though that atonement is shortly to come with the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus, because of their closed hearts, they cannot receive the things of God. So these basically the failure to commit puts them in a bad state. It's time to call a spade a spade. You are not the children of God. You are not the children of Abraham. You are the children of the devil. This is coming from Jesus, and he proceeds to describe what the devil does. The basis for calling them that is they do the devil's work, not God's. The devil lusts, therefore they are lusting too. The devil is a murderer, and he has been from the beginning, starting with the death of righteous Abel, the brother of Cain, the son of Adam and Eve. And this is reiterated in 1 John chapter 3, verse 15. The devil does not abide in the truth. In fact, the devil is totally devoid of the truth. When he speaks lies, which is basically all the time, he is speaking his mother tongue. He can't even say good morning, how are you, without lying. The reason is that he's not just a liar. The devil is called the father of lies. Now let's just stop here for a moment. This is pretty serious business. One of the reasons we should avoid telling lies and misrepresentations and being deceptive is because it's the language of the devil, pure and simple. 
if we give ourselves over to lies, we're speaking the devil's language. When we give ourselves over to truth, real truth, God's truth, then it shows we belong to him. God's truth is what sets you free. Lies and mendacity will bring bondage, condemnation, and death. So lying is bad news, no matter how you want to stack it up. In American folklore, there's the story of George Washington. It's probably an apocryphal story, but it's still very common that George Washington's father looked at a fallen cherry tree, and he looks at his son, how come the cherry tree has been cut down? Who did it? Washington allegedly replied, I cannot tell a lie. I did it with my own axe. Abraham Lincoln was also supposedly renowned for telling the truth. In fact, he was called Honest Abe. But we live in an age that truth really is precious because it is more the exception rather than the rule. It's not just a matter of fake news. It's a fake everything. Fake news, fake everything is either misleading, distorting, or not mentioning the facts and just telling something else. In other words, cover-ups. All this is wrong, and all of this is what the devil would do. Ultimately, we need to follow in God's footsteps. Verse 45, you do not believe me, Jesus tells these people. When you're so saturated in lies as the children of the devil, it becomes impossible for you to hear words of truth. You not only reject the truth, but you also reject the messenger of truth. So then Jesus goes on in verse 46 of John 8 to ask a probing question. Is there anyone among you that can convict me of sin? Well, the answer is none of you. We know from Scripture Jesus is the only man ever to walk this planet and to be without sin. So therefore, when this sinless one tells us God's truth, why is it that you don't believe? Well, the answer is in verse 47 of John 8. The reason you don't believe me when I tell you the truth is that you are not from God. Or, another way to put it, you are not born of God. Yes, you are descended from Abraham, and you have been exposed to God's truth via the law, and via the scriptures, the law, the prophets, and the writings. However, until you are born again, you cannot see nor enter into the things of God's kingdom. Furthermore, you are dead in sins and trespasses, and no amount of religious activity will expunge sin from your life. Only faith in the crucified, risen Savior will do that for you. So, Until you say yes to God's gospel, you are not from God, and you cannot hear his words. This is something I like to always share. If we want to make the transition from being in the flesh, unredeemed, and without God, to being in God's family, God's kingdom, heaven-bound, then we need to be born again. We do it by repenting of our sins, recognizing the direction we're going in life is wrong, 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 and turning around and heading in God's direction. Then believing the gospel, which simply says that Christ died on the cross for our sins, he was buried, he rose again on the third day according to the scripture, and then, of course, receiving him into our life. Repent, 
believe and receive. So this is the challenge, but this is also the solution. And then comes the insults. Now, you think Jesus was insulting. No, Jesus was actually just telling the truth when he said they were of their father, the devil. John eight forty eight. Did this group of Jews on the temple platform fall to their knees and repent because of these words of life? No way. They were too blinded and proud to do such a thing. Instead, they insulted Jesus by saying two things. You are a Samaritan meaning you're a foreigner, a half-caste. And even worse, they said that Jesus had a devil as well. These are words of rebellious, defiant, and ultimately lost people. John eight forty nine, Jesus simply says, I do not have a devil. And he's pretty matter-of-fact about it. I honor my father, and you dishonor me, which is tantamount to dishonoring the father also. Jesus couldn't possibly have had a devil anyway, because he was so obviously God-centered and humble, whereas the devil is, as it were, very self-centered, and the people who follow him are devil-centered. People who follow him are self-centered. People who follow him are world-centered, and full to the brim with pride, hatred, division, and murderous intention. In addition, Jesus does God's work, and his enemies do the devil. In verse 50, the final verse for this lesson, I do not seek my own glory. Jesus, ever humble and God-leaning, says that he's not seeking for his own honor. Instead, there is one who seeks and judges, namely God himself. And when you've done everything that you could possibly do in facing any circumstance in life, simply commit yourself to God and trust in Him. Complete surrender and perfect trust is the most wonderful, liberating thing you can do. Again, complete surrender and perfect trust. Now, our lesson is called Your Father, the Devil. And our lesson for life is this. Children of God emulate the works of God. And those of the devil, the things of the devil. taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.